Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Our Hell Mouths to Your Hell Ears. I'm John. And I'm Mariah. And for those of you that don't know, this is a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective episode-by-episode episode breakdown. If you're here to talk about Burger King, you're in the wrong place. You, uh, Burger King has no hell mouths or hell ears. <laughs> <clears throat> but their food is hella good. <laughs> and it comes out hella stanky. <laughs> Alright, so this episode was season two, episode one, called When She Was Bad. Mmm, dealing with the fallout of Buffy getting capped mm -hmm. by the master. I still can't, as as much as I was going over my notes, I couldn't understand the the title of the episode. When she was bad, I kept thinking it was like a fill in the blank. Like when she was bad, dot, dot, dot. I came up with a few. When she was bad, she left the lights on. Hmm. When she was bad, she didn't listen to her parents. And in this episode, it was when she was bad, she was an asshole to everyone. And gave Xander a huge boner. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> okay, let me know when we get to that part. because Oh, I'm we're definitely to... <laughs> talking about that part. <laughs> All right, hit it off, my love. Okay, when she was bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, takes place after summer vacation. Mm. I believe they're probably juniors now. Anyway, uh, Willow and Xander are taking a walk through... Probably the cemetery. They're always in the cemetery. It's like the only place to walk around in there Sunnydale. There are only two places in Sunnydale. There's the ice cream parlor. There's the bronze. There's the cemetery. And then the houses that are all around those And the school. Things. Oh, yes. And the school. Right. School's probably in the houses somewhere. <laughs> Nestled in. Yeah. Weird, creepy town. So they're they're doing their, their thing, playing a game. It's getting kind of flirty. Uh, Xander does the ice cream on the nose thing, and mm -hmm. he's cleaning off her nose. And For a, such a long time, <clears throat> I think he's going to rub her nose raw. If I were her, I'd be like, dude, stop wiping already. <laughs> like, stop. Stop wiping and kiss me. <laughs> Speaking of kiss, they go, they, they, they lean in hella close. Mm -hmm. They're basically kissing. It looks like he's going to pull back, even. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah, he pulls back and... There's a big vampire face in between them. And... <laughs> way to ruin, way yeah. to cock block, man. See, they had said vampires hadn't been there all summer. What they needed was some teenage sexual tension. <gasps> that always brings the bad guys around. Yes, it's like the the flowers, the springtime brings mm -hmm. horny teenagers. Horny, horny teenagers to the flowers. <laughs> oh, so then I guess even bees beget vampires as well, if that's the flow. It's just a metaphor. Just a metaphor. They're not literally connected. <laughs> the bees and the vampires. Um, Buffy saves the day. Yeah, she does. They're like, we haven't seen you all summer. What Good a, timing. What a cute haircut. Yeah. And nice Xander little... notices her haircut. Hey, what a sensitive... Right? He is just an all-around... And can I say, too, like, I can't get over this juxtaposition of what a, like, nerdy guy he is. And yet he comes... He still comes front every time in a fight. Still just, like, Willow, get out of the way. I got this. Like, he's just, he's there, man. Yeah, he's, he's a... kick ass. He's a courageous, good man. He is such a good man. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about Willow and Xander almost kiss. Yeah. Like, you know they both 
felt it, but then they didn't. And that's kind of, they never talk about it again. Like, wouldn't, like, as soon as Buffy come, comes back, Xander's all, like, puppy dog for Buffy again. Uh-huh. Like, he doesn't, is he that out of touch with his feelings to where he doesn't even think about, huh, maybe there is something there with Lula. I mean, I almost kissed her. Well, and and maybe he would have gone back to that again. Any sliver of possibility, right? And then what happens later at the bronze, which we'll talk about later, I think just like obliterated any possible consideration for his feelings for Willow. It was like, nope, and that's what I want. <laughs> so they have their little conversation. They talk about summer. It was boring. Uh, Buffy's mom and dad are in Buffy's room putting her clothes away. And they start talking about how Buffy's been acting a little bit off. And her dad went on a huge shopping spree for her. I think he must have bought her like 200 different outfits because she never wears the same clothes twice. Right. And that's why. Her dad is insanely rich, apparently. <laughs> and he just buys her a different outfit for every day of the week. Well, hey, you know, you gotta give him props, whatever the guy's name was, Joss Whedon, <laughs> that made the show, for explaining her elaborate mm. outfits in this show. There you go, yep. Do they have a third bedroom in the house that's just Buffy's clothes? Gosh, I don't know. I wonder if she has, like, a trash bin out back, too. She's like, used it. Right, she wore it once and Done. throws it away. She gives it to the people on the streets of Sunnydale. They have no homeless in Sunnydale. No, probably not. The vampires of Yeah, the vampires are all wearing Buffy's old clothes. Very well dressed. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, don't be sorry. I like it when we say stupid things that no one probably cares about. <laughs> okay. Uh, we go to school. Cordelia is still vain and spoiled. I forget what she's talking about, but it's... Vain and spoiled. <laughs> um, Principal Snyder still hates kids. <sighs> They're like locusts. He is a really good character. Um, I mean, actor for that character. Oh, yeah, he's perfect. He's like a perfect he's, just, he's short and balding and like sniveling and bitter. Even his voice. Yeah, his voice is perfect. He's, he's great. He is great. Love him. Um... Miss Calendar walks up to Giles, and he's immediately flustered. They leave Snyder by himself, <laughs> and they go start walking down the hall where they meet the three amigos, or three musketeers, as Cordelia calls them later. <clears throat> um, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> I can't even read my writing, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Giles is like, hey, Buffy, we need to train. And she's just like, yep, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. And they do the training in the library. And what I noticed, hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller has gotten way better at punching. Yes. She just looks more natural fighting and training and stuff. Yes. But she's always been in shape. But now she looks like she actually knows what she's doing when she's throwing a punch. I wonder if they somewhat planned for season two that she would need that contrast 
And so they were like, let's not get her very well exercised for season one. <laughs> or maybe they didn't think they needed to worry about it when they saw season one fighting. They're like, okay, between season one and season two, we're going to do a little bit of training. Yes. Let's maybe. go do some MMA or something. <laughs> yeah, she did look like she knew what she was doing. It was really awesome. Uh, then we go from the uh, library down underground. The vampires are having a little pep rally. They're saying the master's gone, but uh, we're still cool. This little anointed one is our new leader. Hurrah. Um, then we go back up to... <clears throat> is it like a break room? Looks like, it kind of looks like a break room. The kids are just sitting there. Willow and Xander are talking. Buffy comes up. They're talking. Giles comes up. And then he just like backhands Buffy in the face starts choking her she rips off his Scooby-Doo mask and it's the master and... well and it starts out too by her telling them you know I've been having the weirdest dreams mm -hmm. and so it's like a dream inside of a dream inception that's where they got the idea for that movie I bet <laughs> uh, so she wakes up and Angel is in her room and she is just being a a bit cut to him. Yeah, right, a bit cut. I'm going to say that from now on. Bit cut. That's hilarious. Um, so, like always, he has some bad news for her. Yeah. Buffy's not in the mood to hear it, and she's just all snarky. And he leaves in a huff. Dude, it's so weird, too. Like, I don't know whose perspective we're supposed to be taking it from, but if I were Angel, I would be like, Bitch, don't talk to me like that. I'm outie. And if I were her, I would be like, I don't know. I guess my reaction might not necessarily be different. I was like, what the fuck are you here for? Like, well, she what does. You... Exist. Right. Exist. Yeah. Like... Yeah. So I guess it would be. But like from his side, I guess is the only side that. Perplexes I mean, he didn't. Me. There's no like personal. He's not acting like there's a personal connection there. He's kind of just like, yeah. Hey, I was going to stuck into your room. By the way, watch your back. People are gonna try and kill you. Mm-hmm. So he didn't do a good job of sharing his feelings. He's had two hundred years, more than that. He'd be more in touch with himself. I think so. No, oh, he's been hurt so, 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 so. He's dark. So many, so, so many times. Mm-hmm. He's dark and brooding. He knows feelings. He can't. He just can't let her in. Because he would get hurt again. He would get hurt. He's been so hurt. He's extra, extra guarded. Yeah, I think that we were taking that in the opposite way, but it, maybe he's... Oh, man, but his acting is still... It's got a to go. It's <laughs> so much better than it was in... I guess it's just his character right now that's so unlikable. Yeah, I think they they realized they need to change his character after the first episode. Yeah. Because at first he was trying to be like funny and snarky. Mm -hmm. Now he's just, just say things in a sad way. <laughs> like that's the direction he's getting. <laughs> just look at the ground and like loud whisper everything. I do have some bad news for you, Buffy. See, it's so much easier to act like that. Yeah. <laughs> I miss you. 
God, the looking down part, man, you should be an acting coach. If only you guys, I wish you could see what John looks like right now because he is an acting angel and I think that they should have cast him instead. Oh, yeah. I'm not as hunky, though. Well, not as hunky. You know what? They've got CGI. They could put like Mm. your face on his body. True that. (laughs) That would look so awesome. So I I wouldn't be, I I don't come up with these ideas. I just notice them. Uh, Well, that's what I'm saying. If you can, you know, pick up on it, then you're a good coach. So they go to, uh, oh yeah, it's just a little scene of Joyce driving Buffy to school. And she's just staring out the window, giving one word answers, still being moody. Um, you know, the mom, it's one of those things, and I know they're trying to just get across the dynamic of the mom and the daughter, but Joyce is like, hey, I, I bet, I guess you wouldn't tell me what was wrong, even if I asked you. And Buffy looks over her, over at her, and there's this moment of silence, and then Joyce jumps in, yeah, that's what I thought, and Buffy turns back around, I'm like, dude, you didn't even just, like, wait her out. Or ask her. Or ask her, And then yes. wait for an answer. Yes. It's just like, well, I guess you won't, right? It's like, dude, just... Is yes. Joyce the teenager? Yeah. I don't know. I see little things like that. And Joyce, too, when Dad was there earlier, and he was like, yeah, I just feel like I can't connect with her at all. And she was like, yeah, welcome to my world. And I'm like, way to make it about I, you, Joyce. I just hope like, she makes it to the school year. Uh, yeah. Like, she's, you have no confidence in your daughter? Come on now. Dude, come on. Of course she'll make it. She'll <clears throat> kick ass all the way through graduation, you doubting mom. Come on, Joyce. Jerk face. Yeah. <laughs> After Buffy gets dropped off at school, uh, they're all talking at the locker room about stuff, and Cordelia approaches them, and she's like, yo, any vampire slain over the summer? And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? And we learn that Cordelia is one of the few people that actually remember horrible, terrible, bad news things happening. You know what? I think she's one of those people that can handle really tough shit. Like, she'll approach Buffy later and be like, dude, face your inner demons. Like, fucking suck it up. And so I think it is. She's just like, she seems like she's really weak, but to be where she's at societally, too, like, requires you to have some fucking grit, I guess. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. I was waiting for you, uh, because I wanted to say, I think it was hilarious that the reason Cordelia is going to keep the secret is because she doesn't want anyone to know that she was hanging out with them. Oh, still, yeah. <laughs> There's always uh, an aura of vanity around her. Yeah. But she's keeping a secret for her reputation. You know what? I already don't believe that. I Oh, al- no. You know, she's already <clears throat> like so excited to be part of the Scooby squad, even on the periphery. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I wouldn't ever. (laughs) So we go from there. They're all, not all of them, Willow and Xander waiting at the bronze for Buffy. Mm -hmm. Xander's like looking over his shoulder. And Willow wants to talk about Buffy's acting kind of weird. She's being different. And and Xander's just like oblivious Mm -hmm. to, as, as sensitive as he is, he's still just like not noticing how negative she's being at the moment. Yeah. He's still just all star-eyed. Um, and then poor little Willow. 
she tries to be cute and reenact the ice cream thing, and Xander's just, you got something on your nose. Jeez. <laughs> like, you wipe that shit up, Willow. It's gross. Right. Yeah, yeah. She, he's gone. So, in between them waiting for her and Buffy showing up, there's these vampires in the graveyard digging up the master's bones. Okay, this is the scene of all scenes. Well, for Xander. Buffy comes in to the bronze. They start playing that that cool song by that band. Yeah, Chibo Mato. Um, she's in this little black dress. Angel approaches her and she just kind of like blows him off. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, so I don't know what she says, but blows him off and goes up to, to Xander and is all like, let's dance. And it's pretty much just her dancing while Xander's sitting there stiff as a board. Oh my god, she doesn't even move. He has, like, his hands around her back and is, like, standing there. And I picture him having, like, the most erectile function ever. I imagine if he didn't jizz in his pants during the dance, he immediately went to the bathroom and just came in the toilet. Well, like, if you saw one pan around, too, like, the actor was, like, totally clenching his jaw and everything, too. It was just, like, the utter tension. Yeah. It was just, like, he couldn't even handle it. Probably, himself. like, don't come, don't come, don't come. <laughs> I don't think he held it in. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Well, and I love, too, that he wasn't even trying to move with her. He was like, I will let this happen to me now. shocking. That, that, too. But... I- what I was going to, I think, like, as excited and as bonerific as Xander was feeling at the moment, I think, I mean, he know he knew Buffy was just fucking with him. I think he knew. But did he care? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much he cared, but he was like, I think, I think that's when he started to notice Buffy being different. Yeah. But again, I think that's where the line gets blurred is like, yeah, he might notice, but he, I mean, up until the point where he's going to, (laughs) how far will male hormones take you up till the point of death, potentially? He's done it before. Right? I'm thinking about the (laughs) Miss, the teacher's pet episode. Yep. Like Xander... There's not much he we'll wouldn't follow do his dick anywhere. Well, and especially Buffy when Buffy's involved. But um, yeah, John, uh, for the audience out there, didn't know who Chibo Mato were. And so I pulled up some of the lyrics and I didn't find some of the better ones. But yeah, they're just like nonsense. So for me, like the combination of this ridiculous band and all of these funny lyrics and her and this like darkness because mm. I think of them as a really like funny goofy band. Well, I mean the beat was dope. Oh, like yeah. the music part of it, and then the the way the singer sings and it's yes. like serious and cool and dark and edgy. But then if you read the lyrics, they're just like silly. They're ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So then Buffy, you know. Makes Xander come in his pants and then she leaves. And that's when Cordelia follows her out and is like, dude, you uh, you're, you need to calm down. Yeah. You're being really mean to everybody right now. Yeah. And she even recognizes the dynamics of friendship. Like, hey, you're going to lose your friends. And that's like 
I don't know, interesting on a lot of levels. What you care about the fact that Buffy has friends, you understand the dynamics of friendship and know that she's endangering her friendships. Like, how closely are you even watching her? Like, I think she's fascinated with Buffy. Yeah. She definitely knows Buffy's special. Yeah. Um, Cordelia knows how to walk the line <laughs> for being mean to your friends, but still having them be your friends. What do you mean by that? You know how she treats her friends and everyone that hangs around her? Yeah. It was just a joke. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. You know, because she's like, kind of treats everyone like trash. <laughs> yeah. But then they're still like hang around her. That's so true. No, but she's like having a real moment here. And, you know, she recognizes that Buffy does sacrifice a lot, and she got to experience it firsthand. So I do think there's genuine care there from Cordelia. Oh, yeah, it's a huge show of care for someone. She's taking time away from doing her Little Miss thing out there at the bronze to be like, dude, snap out of it. For show. That's a really big show of, of affection on Cordelia's part. It's a, it's a good character building moment for her yeah oh that cordelia man i didn't like her until several seasons in the first time i watched it and i'm liking her right off the bat yeah she's really i never I, yeah she I, I didn't notice it the first time either but mm -hmm. now that i'm breaking it down and watching it close i'm like she was pretty cool from the beginning actually yeah yeah she really was <clears throat> um but coming off of that, mm. she's kidnapped by some vampires yeah. and take her right off the streets. Sucks to be her. And she gets goes into a dungeon or whatever it is, and uh, Miss Calendar is there too, all passed out. So Buffy's walking home through the cemetery, because of course she is. Yep. And just walks by the master's grave, and it's empty. It's just a big hole now. She is really freaked out. Um, and they're go they're in the library, I think. No, they're in that little break room area. <clears throat> Willow's worried about Buffy. Giles, for some reason, is playing it off. He's just like, oh, she's a teenager. She's well, no, he's not like that. He's saying death makes you. A little different, I suppose. Yeah, no, he was getting kind of deep. He was saying, like, oh, well, she hasn't faced the fact that she died in her own mortality and that she's not actually in control of life and death and all of that. And they're like, ah, talk about trout instead. Right, because Buffy's behind him. She mm -hmm. over, like, my friends are talking about behind my back. She doesn't say that, but that's the the feeling we get. Um, she's super mad at Giles because he knows that there's this ritual that's never been performed successfully, but it is out there that could possibly bring the master back. They need his bones and blood of people close to him. Yeah, dude, if Giles knew that from the beginning, why would he have ever done anything other than completely decimate the bones? Maybe he... I guess he just like, no one's ever done it before. I'll it's just... fine. How many masters have there been? I don't know, but still, like, I wouldn't have done anything as ritualistic as burying him, but whatever. Anyway. 
okay, we got the library. They're in the library trying to figure it out. Giles is trying to translate this Latin or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, bones and blood. And near, which is important later, so remember that. Oh. People close to the master when he died. Mm, what kind of mm -hmm. So a rock with a note wrapped around it gets thrown through the window and Buffy catches it. How handy. She's amazing. <laughs> says to come to the bronze and everyone's like wait a minute let's think about this and buffy's like leave me alone i'm the slayer i'm awesome y'all are just casuals do you remember ever in your life being like catching a rock with a note around it no <laughs> it's never happened being like i'm gonna do this on my own i've got this but also at the same point being like, no, I don't have this, and I actually wish I had the guts to ask people to come with me. I have probably just legitimately thought I have this on my own and I can do it. Yeah. And then I failed miserably and then had to ask for help. Well, hey, I mean, that's awesome that you felt like you could. How about you? Nothing specific comes to mind, no. But I'm sure there have been times when, you know, it's time for me to strike out on my own. Or, no, I guess I think I'm more thinking of things like, kind of like Buffy when I'm drunk. And I'm like, no, I can do this. I will find my way home in the dark. I don't need you. And then I get like a quarter mile down and I'm like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> I guess it's not the best analogy, but maybe that's how a... She's How drunk on power. Well, not power, but fear, actually. Oh, no, yeah. She is drunk on fear, huh? Yeah. And I think that she's uh, just trying to cover it up. She's masking. Yeah, there are definitely times in the episode where she, like, you see her pause and it's like, I'm ready. I got this. Whatever they got coming to me. Right. She's, like, hyper vigilant. Mm-hmm. And do you think her being mean to her friends is subconsciously a way of trying to push them away? Because she has died, and she's the slayer and the strongest of them all, so they could die even easier than her, and she doesn't want to see that or go through that? Yeah, I think it's probably multi-layered, you know, when it comes to emotions, it's never just one thing. I think it was, it's, that's the more noble route um, is that she's trying to save them from that fate. I think that on the more, like, human level, it's a cry for attention, you know? Um, if I do this, then maybe they'll come to me and ask me enough if I'm okay. Um, but yeah, it's a... It's hard. You you want to feel bad for her, but then you're also like, stop being a jerk! <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um... So after the, the, she does go to the bronze by herself and Angel's there waiting for her. And he finally is, well, he's like, you need help, Buffy. You need help doing this. You can't do this by yourself. And I'm like, where have you been in right? season one? Right? Where were you for any of this? Now um, you're saying she needs help. Why have you never offered it before? Because you finally saw her die. Like you. Xander drug you along by the collar of your shirt and you saw that she had already died and now you're like, 
I think you can't do this on your own. That's what he was saying from night one as well. You think you're tough. But right. I can't do this on your own, but I'm going to go back to my cool modern apartment. <laughs> this is the first time he's ever actually, and he, he, she like tries to like white fang him and like, let's fight. Who do you think mm -hmm. can win and go away? And he is like, oh, gladly finally, but he does follow her into the bronze. Yeah. But then what's the like the the shot of the camera it's like Buffy in in front and not only is Angel behind her in the doorway but he looks like he is like at any moment ready to get the fuck out of there <laughs> he has like one foot out the door he, always <laughs> he's like Buffy I don't know if you got this no offense but I don't know if you got this how many of them are there <laughs> right it looks like a setup I don't know where the trap is but there is a trap here somewhere right <laughs> That's how much help he is. Buffy, I think this is a trap. <laughs> I don't know how or why. I don't see anything. It's a, I can't help you other than saying... Because that's what I do always. I just... I don't help you with the danger. I just let you know it's dangerous. <laughs> My super vampire senses tell me it's a trap. <laughs> I'm really smart. I've been alive for hundreds of years. Just a couple. Just couple hundred years so i know a trap when i see one <laughs> so it turns out it is a trap uh so yes buffy is very good at discerning the fact that that back is not cordelia's back mm -mm. cordelia would probably never wear that outfit mm -mm. the That's shoes a... weren't matching mm -mm. with the coat um <clears throat> so yeah it's one vampire and they're like it is a trap but not for us. And we go back to the library and there's a bunch of vampires surrounding our homies. Yep. So, turns out the vampires kidnapped Giles and Willow because they figured out being near the master when his death was not like a friendship thing. It was physically close. Who were the people most physically close to him when he died? So they take... Uh, what's-his-face and what's-her-face, Giles and Willow away, because they were physically close. Where was Xander? He wasn't close? I don't remember where he was at it. He might have been in a different part of the school. <clears throat> Maybe. Or, but yeah, for whatever reason, I'd have to go back and check. Was he up... No, him and Angel were up on the roof with Buffy, or they were, like, waiting out in the hall while she was fighting. Yeah. So I think, okay, okay. Yeah. Um... So, when the vampires took Willow and Giles, why didn't they just kill Xander? They That's what I would have done. Couldn't be bothered. I, I mean, know. they beat him up. I know. Just yeah. snap his neck or something. Yeah. Feed on him. For fun. You're vampires. Well, Come on. Well, could, if they could see he had a good heart. And they just couldn't, couldn't do it. It's a bad move. It is. It's not sound strategy. Oh my gosh, but Xander, seeing him stand up to Buffy and being like, I don't care how hard... My wee-wee is for you. If anything happens to Willow, I will kill you. My love for Willow... Trumps. Trumps the hardness <laughs> of my penis. My wee-wee. <laughs> we are on public pot podcast here. We've said worse things than penis. <laughs> or at least I have. Okay, so Willow's heart is harder than his cock. <laughs> 
And uh, this kind of snaps Buffy out of it, right? Yeah. She's just like, oh, shit, I could have gotten people killed because I was being a Bitka. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's the last time I'll say that joke. What? No, Bitka is great. Let's keep saying it. That'll be how we use that word from now Everyone, on. go around for the next week saying Bitka. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but in all, in all seriousness, it is yes. a, like, a a good moment for Xander. He's just like, that's my best friend from preschool. Yeah. And you being a cunt is not gonna kill her. Yeah. I, you think, I mean, he could have killed her. No, no, but he would <laughs> Maybe in her sleep. He would have been. He would have tried really hard. Irate. He would have torn her a new one verbally and mm -hmm. made her life a living <clears throat> a living hell hell so uh buffy's like okay where'd they get taken so she goes back to that vampire who has been i guess angel was just like guarding her i guess at the bronze so she just straight up tortures her tortures information out of her mm -hmm. that's pretty badass moment there regains her like these she's two, using her darkness for good right two men standing in the background is, is this like meek little blonde is like shoving a cross down this vampire's throat right vampires have quick healing right it's like if you burn someone's mouth they won't be able to tell you anything right maybe, the, <laughs> maybe the wrong place to torture her <laughs> right okay so then we get the cool fighting scene. They find the warehouse. All four of our friends are hanging upside down over the master's bones. Um, so Buffy goes and is like, boom, 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 using her newly found fighting skills that she trained over the summer, kicking ass, blah, blah, blah. They save the day. Um, one of the main vampires, like the main assistant of the Anointed One, who gave the rah-rah speech, mm -hmm. he comes out and is like, enough! I'm done with this! I'm gonna kill you! And he has a sledgehammer, and Buffy, like, picks up this torch, mm -hmm. stabs one vampire with the pointy end of it, and just, mm -hmm. like, burns this dude alive with the other end of it. Mm -hmm. Pretty badass moment. It is. For me, it kind of felt like the guy that got burned, he kind of, like, walked into it a little bit. <laughs> like, he was a little too far away to not have had time to stop himself. And I was like, oh, I would have liked that to be a little bit closer of the, a gap. The blocking could have been a bit better. But, but yes, it was pretty badass. Yeah. The idea was better than the execution. For sure. Um. Yeah, Buffy's... This is her way of dealing with her, this is like her therapeutic moment, because the sledgehammer just starts bashing the bones down to dust. Mm-hmm. That's how, how instead of talking about it and dealing with her feelings, she just smashes bones. You know? Hey, man. If it works for her, it works for me. Smash some bones, rub up on some bones. She was doing so, all the things with the bones in this it's episode. It's a bone-heavy episode. <laughs> it's very bone-heavy. <laughs> Uh, so then, you know, we get the, uh, it's always the next day after every episode. The darkness happens, the fighting happens, and a nice sunny day. Cordelia's, like, complaining about having rust stains from the handcuffs on her clothes. 
Right. It's the worst part for her. It's not almost dying. It's that even dry cleaning can't get those stains out. I wonder if sometimes, like, because she is so intelligent, I wonder if she entertains herself by playing this really shallow character. And she really just isn't. But she's like, this is who I get to be and I'm popular and people just, I wonder if on the inside she's just like, wow, people totally buy this shit. Probably. That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, yeah, I kind of like that idea too. She's not dumb. Anyway, go ahead. Um, yeah, I was just doing more explaining of the episode. Mm. Buffy's talking to Giles. She feels really bad mm-hmm. about being super mean to her friends. Ooh, imagine like, ooh, like what your best friend won. You rub up all You against... sexually harass one of them. Yes, and then say like, don't you wish that right? I would ask you that I would like have sex with you pretty That's much. That's basically what she was saying. Right. And then in front of your other friend who has loving feelings. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's really mean. Like, just so mean. Really bad. It's And then tell all of them they can go fuck themselves because you don't want to have to take care of them while you're out fighting. <clears throat> so she goes into the classroom, and Willow is like, they're all forgiving. We saved a seat for you. We're going to make fun of this teacher with you. It's all good. We know. You had to deal with dying. We've never gone through that before. You know, you're going to have some some moments after dying. I would assume. <laughs> I would imagine. Dude, the pan out music for that? Were you listening it was to that? The, I wrote down cheesy family sitcom music. Yeah, I wrote down Belvedere. It was like... like so cheesy sitcom. It was like from the early 90s, like Growing Pains or something. Yes, yes. It was ridiculous. I was like, wow, that was over the top, but I like it. And it made me stop and think I'd never noticed it before. I didn't like it at all. I thought they could have done something different. No well, music would have been better. But what do you think the commentary was? Like, I think that it was stark like that for a, for a reason. You think so? I Hell think they yeah. just wanted to give you a happy feeling at the end. You don't give Joss Whedon enough credit. You think he was just like flipping about like, let's just find any tune that gives you a happy feeling. Like that's distinctive. Just slap your name on it and be like, okay, that's what we're going with for the pan out. Yeah, I I think it was just trying to give vibes. I don't think it meant anything. I don't think it was deeper than that. I think sometimes he's just a little bit sarcastic. And for me, it was just sarcastic. You think so? It was like... everything's fine but it's actually not yeah and also just throwing in different genres here and there yeah Mm. where yeah Mm. kind of where it's like oh it was dark now it's happy now it's cheesy it's definitely cheesy i'll give you that yeah it was layered with cheese there's extra cheese i don't think that it was necessarily like oh like i don't think there was a deeper meaning to it but hmm it was def- definitely interesting. Well, the episode finally ends with the anointed one standing in amongst the uh, master's crushed bones, and he says, I hate that girl. <laughs> he is such a bad actor. <laughs> He's too. horrible. I, horrible. There are some good child. Like, now, most child actors kind of suck. He's like entirely deadpan. When he says everything, he is entirely deadpan. He's like, 
I hate that girl. I think that's... I, I would imagine that's direction. Okay. Because he's supposed to be an evil anointed one. But he... It's... I don't care about... He's, it's, he's not a good bad guy. Yeah, he doesn't look evil at all. They should have used him for the one episode mm-hmm. to be the anointed one who's a child who brings the Slayer into the Master... And we should have never seen him again. Like, the fact that he's in multiple episodes being the leader of vampires is dumb. How were they supposed to know that the actor was going to be that bad? Because what they if the actor... They do casting. Was... But Joss had all 10, 15, 25, 30 seasons pre-written before they did any casting. It wasn't his fault. It was not You need fault. to hire someone better from that. I know it was. It was really bad. It's horrible. It is a bad choice. Like it's, I don't like making fun of kids, but that kid sucks. (laughs) It's not his fault. It's not, not, you know. I I really think that's the direction on that. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's not going to be like charming evil like the master was. Mm -hmm. It's just boring it's It's boring hard to find kids that age that understand what evil is i kind of hope they don't you know like that's just you could play it as fun and that could be like creepy a different kind of evil like like you enjoy just like have him pretend he's enjoying himself but the way you do everything else in the setting it could come off as creepy and evil. Yeah, so it, it's not even traumatizing to the kid. The kid is just like You're acting. in the super dark dungeon? Have fun. Yeah. Play. Yeah. And that could be like, that's that's a like... Detachment. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yep, you're so detached from the evil and you, you're just having a little, a little jaunt. It's fun for you. He doesn't know what he's saying. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, and Xander's one-liners. I wish I had written more out because, damn, they just get me. I feel like there were at least three times it's in when the he... episode when I just, like, bust out laughing. It's when he doesn't understand things or he, like, guesses wrong. Or... Like, huh? Yeah, like the Bitka thing. The Bitka. Because, you know, yeah. Will spells out B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> All right, that was another episode in the bank. And in we have a new... The... Okay, fine. Um, so, yeah, another episode in the bank. Mariah, what are you going to do to distract them? I'm going to kill them all. <laughs>